There is no higher wisdom than godly wisdom. There is nothing that can compare to this because you ultimately begin gaining the mind of God. And this changes your whole perspective on life. You start learning who God is and what his purposes are. The answers to why we live and what we're supposed to do here and now start coming to you. All things start becoming clearer and clearer to you. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about the value of wisdom. What the world teaches can only take you so far, but if you want to learn things that will last forever, you need to look to the one that lasts forever, to God. He is the source of all things that are eternal and good. His knowledge and wisdom are the only things that can lead to eternity and make what you do count towards that eternity. God is the only one that has true and everlasting life, and everything that emanates from Him are the only things that can produce that same life, such as His wisdom. Today's message is inspired on Proverbs chapter 2. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessing and honor and glory be to you. Lord, you are worthy to be praised and exalted above all things, for you and you alone are God. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your forgiveness. I pray for your mercy. And I pray for your ongoing patience and grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, that you please help us to understand the value that there is in your person, in your wisdom, Lord God. Help us to seek you out with all of our hearts and to know, Lord God, that you alone offer all of those things that last forever. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Today's passage can be found in the book of Proverbs, chapter two. This is the word of the Lord. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. 
What is wisdom? To be able to understand what we're talking about today, we will need to first make a distinction between human wisdom and godly wisdom because they're very different and one is far more valuable than the other. Human wisdom is defined as follows, the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And so it is more than intelligence or being savvy and astute. Human wisdom is something that comes over time, either through someone else's experience or through our own personal experience. That's why wise young people used to seek after the advice of older generations because they could gain this wisdom through other people's experience that preceded them. In human terms, there is incredible value on gaining the learning from others that preceded you. My mother taught me something that was very wise when I was very young, that I should try to learn from other people's experiences and mistakes rather than from my own. And that taught me to pay attention to the things other people did and how things turned out for them. That within itself saved a lot of heartache and pain. By the grace of God and her teaching, I've been able to avoid a lot of agony that others go through. And I've been able to live a relatively peaceful life without a lot of self-inflicted turmoil. That's the value of human wisdom. But now we turn to godly wisdom, which was also something that my mother helped me gain through the years. But this was something I sought after at a very young age when I came to understand how important it is shortly after I'd come to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. The book of Proverbs begins to define wisdom as follows. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Godly wisdom starts with the person, with the Lord, and by acknowledging that he is who he is. It is impossible to have godly wisdom without God being a part of the picture, if you will. And here is where we start seeing the value that godly wisdom has. Godly wisdom is based on the person of God. And who is God? God is the oldest being that has ever existed. The prophet Daniel was allowed to see a glimpse of this ancient of days that is God. In Daniel chapter seven, it says, I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. He is from eternity and an incredible and imposing being at the very least. And of course, we need to see his qualities as God, such as him being omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, which means that he is almighty, all-knowing, and present everywhere at the same time. There is no one greater, no one stronger, and no one that knows more than God. That's the person where wisdom starts. And when you start fearing the Lord, which means you start seeing him for who he is, and you start treating him as such, that is when knowledge or godly wisdom begins in your life. Because you start to understand that you have someone to answer to. His opinion starts to matter to you. And how can godly wisdom continue to grow in your life? The only way it can really start and grow in a person's life is by having an intimate and personal relationship with the Lord. And of course, praying for wisdom. There is no other way that God will reveal himself to you. You can observe who God is and what he is capable of doing by everything that he has made, but you will never come to experience God without having him in your life and without him leading you. That's what a relationship with the Almighty is all about. It's about surrendering your life to him 
and letting Him lead you and revealing Himself to you daily. And He does this through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live in your life when you repent and convert from all of your sins and make Jesus Christ the effective and literal Lord of your life. When you come to God and you surrender your life to Him, there are incredible things that happen in your life. There is an incredible relationship that begins to emerge. It's not like any other day when you ask God to come into your life. It is a beginning with no end. We begin our eternity here and now. Our flesh will go away someday, but the very essence of our person is safe with the Lord, living forever in His kingdom. That's why the Apostle John wrote, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. And so what is godly wisdom? It is learning about God and the universe through the person of Jesus Christ, and thereby gaining the ability to see things through God's eyes and making decisions based on God's knowledge and experience. And there's nothing greater than this. Why? Because you gain the guidance, leadership, and experience of the Almighty, all-knowing, and all-present God of the universe. And when you apply godly knowledge and wisdom to the decisions of your life, you gain both the immediate benefit, but more importantly, the eternal benefit. You see, everything we do here can count towards eternity, depending on what we do. Everything in the Lord is for our long-term benefit. God is masterful in everything He does, because everything He does ties so many things together, and it benefits in so many different ways, and our finite and limited minds cannot even come to grasp this. His thoughts are limitless, as infinite as the universe itself. For it is written in Isaiah chapter 55, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is what we gain through godly knowledge and wisdom. There is no higher wisdom than godly wisdom. There is nothing that can compare to this because you ultimately begin gaining the mind of God. And this changes your whole perspective on life. You start learning who God is and what His purposes are. The answers to why we live and what we're supposed to do here and now start coming to you. All things start becoming clearer and clearer to you. Your eyes begin to see a different reality where the lies of the devil and his web of deceit and illusion begin to fade away. You start seeing things through the eyes of God and understanding things through God's understanding and making decisions based on his knowledge and on his experience. Why is this ultimately so important? For many reasons. It's hard to put a priority on this because they are extremely important. I guess if we thought more selfishly, we could start by saying that we will all give an account for our actions, especially those that have been given the opportunity to know God and to have access to this wisdom. The good and bad news about this is that God calls every single human being at every moment to know Him. From when the sun rises until it sets and beyond, God is calling out at every moment. The Bible teaches that for the since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And so that makes everyone liable. No one can say that they have not seen God's works. These are very hard to avoid because we live and breathe and function because He wills it. Whether people want to accept it or not, or whether they want to believe in the Creator or in a cosmic accident, 
Their very lives and survival depend on the Lord at every single instant. So the good news is that everyone is called by God to salvation. Everyone gets the opportunity. The bad news is that if a person rejects his call to salvation, then they are liable for rejecting the opportunity. They can never claim ignorance. The Word of God talks about a day of judgment, a day such as the universe has never seen, where every single person will give an account for all the things they have done, whether good or evil. For it is written, Revelation chapter 20 says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And the word of God says this about his people and how he will judge us. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fire indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he has sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And it also says, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And so it is for our own good to have an intimate and personal relationship with the Lord and to do the Father's will, to live under his guidance, because this will assure us eternal life and eternal reward to avoid completely the eternal condemnation that others will face for rejecting and despising the Lord. And what is the other reason for why it makes sense to have this godly wisdom? Because this is the only way you can get involved with God's work and purpose. We were created for good works. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we could be able to come back to the reason for why we were created and made. He restores in us the reason for our existence. For it is also written, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When we learn and apply godly wisdom, we're able to be a part of God's works, of God's plan. And what a wonderful purpose and plan it is. There is nothing else like it. We need to remember that God gives us freely his redemption and salvation through Jesus Christ and that his plan was and is to give us eternal life and he desires for all men to come to that knowledge. For it is written, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, 
for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. No one has better intentions than the Lord. No one has greater plans than God. And they are eternal. Everything he does impacts eternity, and he gives us the opportunity to take part in that. Just think about the works that those that preceded us did and what they will see in eternity. Think of the Apostle Paul, for example. He wrote some of his letters while being in jail, in dungeons, completely deprived of his liberty. Yet God has used the wisdom he inspired through the Holy Spirit in Paul to touch so many of us through generations after leaving this earth so long ago. Almost 2,000 years have passed, and the work of the apostle is still going, and many have come to know the Lord through what God did through Paul. How many of us will be in heaven because of God's work through the apostle Paul? Many of us will live eternally because of the work of God through so many different men and women that understood God's will and lived out godly wisdom in their lives. I know that when I get to heaven, I will see and experience all of the things the Lord did through my life to touch others. People that I don't even know who they are and where they are in the world and through the course of time. Each one of us as the body of Christ can have the opportunity to be a part of something marvelous and masterful of a work that will endure all eternity. It is hard to imagine and express in words, but our faith in Christ asserts this in our hearts of those that surrender their lives to the will of God the Father. This is what Jesus Christ saw himself while going through the most horrific event any human being has ever gone through, as the prophet Isaiah wrote hundreds of years before it actually happened. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. We are offered a similar joy with a similar hope to be a part of the same plan and purpose. We may need to endure difficulty and challenges here and now for the sake of the gospel of God's truth, but godly wisdom assures us that when we live for the Lord and apply his wisdom to our lives, living out his purpose in us, we will also see our labor and be satisfied eternally. Oh, it will be such sweet words when the Lord God Almighty utters them to those of us that have dedicated our lives to serve him, when he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Godly wisdom is an amazing thing, and its benefits are truly hard to put in words. But there is nothing like it, and it's something more than worthwhile to pursue and live out in your life. All other knowledge and wisdom and understanding will fade away. Nothing will remain in this temporary passing and transient world. But the Lord will last forever. 
and his kingdom shall remain for all eternity. And that includes all things that come from him, such as godly wisdom, and all of the things that wisdom produces. I can't stress this enough. We always need to remember that the here and now will disappear. Living for the moment is foolishness. When you don't live for the Lord through his wisdom, everything that you build in your life will be lost, including your own soul. You see, everything will be tried through the experiences and circumstances of this life sooner or later. The Word of God says this, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. There will be great loss if we use the things of the world to build in our lives. The gold, silver, and precious stones that the Word talks about here can only be found in godly wisdom through the Word of God. Godly wisdom is ultimately living out the Word of God in your life through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, thereby doing the Father's will. And the Bible also says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Godly wisdom is the only way you can live out the Father's will in your life. That's how you can do the good works God designed for you to fulfill the reason for your existence. So many wonder, why am I here? And what should I be doing? And why is my life so empty and void? You were created by God for God so you can live out God's eternal purpose for you. There is no other answer, and there is no higher calling. And we can all live out this purpose in everything that we do and have. We just need to allow ourselves to be led by Him. How do you ultimately gain godly wisdom? By asking for it. It's a spiritual gift, but the Word teaches that we should pray for it. For it says in James chapter 1, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I urge you, don't cling on to the world's ways and your own opinion because that will take you nowhere good. Look for the Lord and for His wisdom so you can live forever and do those things you were made for and saved for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to have eternal life and eternal reward? Live the Lord's way through His wisdom. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we come to a close of another year and we enter into a new one, help us, O Lord, to always remember that this world, everything that we see, will one day go away. And you are the only one that remains forever and ever. Help us, O oh Lord, to look for your wisdom, to do your will, so that we too can also live forever. Help us, O oh Lord, Heavenly Father, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ as our legitimate and literal Lord, to do as he says through his word. Help us, O oh Lord, to obey you with all of our hearts and to know that if we abide faithfully in you, in faith in Christ, 
that we can be able, Lord God, to live eternally and forever and to be able to enjoy all of the eternal rewards that you have for those that love you. Help us, O oh God, to always keep you in mind and to follow you with all of our heart. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.